Hello, and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all of your friends. This episode, Chin Music with award-winning author Rick Robinson. We're going to talk about umpiring in Major League Baseball and robo-umpires. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it coming to Major League Baseball? And, of course, we're going to hear from Andy Wells, realtor in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 225-772-6000. Call or text him for any and all of your realtor needs in Louisiana. Rick Robinson and I on this episode of Chin Music, as I mentioned, a heated debate. We don't agree on the future of robo-umpires in Major League Baseball. Hey, going to be fun. Share it with all of your friends. And lots of big things coming up this fall on Talking Sports with TK, available on all your major podcast platforms. Do check it out. Connect with me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube channel. And I am the oldest dude on TikTok. Just search for Talking Sports with TK or Tommy Chrysan. Let's hear a message from Andy Wells, realtor. And then we'll come back. We'll be joined by Rick Robinson for some chin music right here on Talking Sports with TK. I'm Tommy Chrysan. Stay tuned. This is Andy Wells with Kelly Williams First Choice Realty, and I want to be your real estate guy. Call or text me today for any and all of your real estate needs. Are you on the fence about selling your house? I have seven amazing reasons why you should have it on the market right now. I'd love to share that with you, so call or text me today at 225-772-6000. That's 225-772-6000. Once again, this is Andy Wells, and I want to be your real estate guy. 225-772-6000. That's 225-772-6000. We continue with Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined, as I mentioned, by award-winning author Rick Robinson, Talking umpires, robo-umpires, Major League Baseball on this week's episode of Chin Music. Rick, how are you doing today? Tommy, I'm doing I'm doing absolutely wonderful. I'm staying in from the heat. I'm staying in from the COVID. I'm basically barricading myself in the basement and uh, hoping uh, that the world outside continues to turn. Well, for those that don't know, you're in the northern Kentucky area, right near Cincinnati, a big Red fan, a Reds fan, and I'm in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We certainly got our share of the heat and COVID flying around down here as well. Major League the thing, Baseball. The thing that I have, the thing that I have is I have a chance at the playoffs. That's <laughs> definitely, if at the end of the day, they're a wild card team, the Cincinnati Reds. But they are a wild card team. Now they just have to they have to to try and walk away with uh, after that the the long game last night in Los Angeles that went till four in the morning Eastern time. I think it was that uh, the Dodgers beat the Padres. We gotta we gotta walk away with Milwaukee with a with a victory up in Milwaukee while we're there. So uh, that's what we well, have going on in Cincinnati. But you want to talk about. You want to talk about changing the way we call balls and strikes. Well, you know, as most people who listen to us on a regular basis and have heard us for years on the radio and then then now into the podcast world, I watch a lot of baseball, a whole lot of baseball. And because I kind of work for myself, I spent a lot of time in the office at home and I got a baseball game on. And at night I, I watch baseball. I did watch that 
the end of that long game last night between the Dodgers and the Padres. And, of course, they got the little superimposed strike zone box, if you will, on every broadcast that you watch now, no matter who's game it is or what stadium it's in, what ballpark it's in. And I'm here to tell you, and I've talked about this on the Sports Shorts Daily video. I do it right here in Baton Rouge. I've talked about it uh, having a cold beer with the friends. And, I mean, these umpires, it just seems like they're missing more and more pitches according to the superimposed strike zone box. Now, but here's what I look at a little bit more than the strike zone box. Okay, these major league hitters, when they snap their head back around, when that ball's a good four or five outside the strike zone, and it's called a strike, and they turn their head around very quickly, you know they don't think it was a strike, okay? Sometimes the batter doesn't react, but when they react like that, or when that pitcher, I've seen the opposite, Rick. I've seen the ball hit the strike zone, and the catcher, like holds it for an extra second or two because the ump didn't call it a strike. And I look at the reaction of the catcher, the hitter, and in sometimes cases the pitcher, they're missing a whole lot of pitches. And I'll say this, pitches that aren't even close. I'm not talking about these ones that are right on the edge and, you know, literally an inch or two away. I'm talking balls that are four, five, and six inches out of the strike zone, up, in, down, away, it doesn't matter. And, Balls that do hit the strike zone that they don't call for strikes. And, and I really think I was all against robo umps when they first said they're going to do it and they're going to experiment in the minor leagues and test it and try to get the technology right. I was against it. But as I watch baseball this year, these hitters, they're making a living hitting the baseball. Pitchers are making a living pitching the baseball. And if you, you know, and you're going to have mistakes because the human element is present. But you can't have as many mistakes as they are having with ball strike calls. Uh, I don't think it'll happen overnight. I think we're a couple of years away from robo umps if it ever happens. But I'm all for trying to get the call right. Rick Robinson, I, I think you're on the opposite I, end opposed. of the thought process. I'm, a, I'm opposed to it. And, and let me give you a couple of reasons why I'm opposed to it, Tommy. You talk about that box. Do you know when that box, the picture of that box for each individual batter was taken? No. Their rookie year of camp. Okay. So when they first made it to the big league camp, that's when Major League Baseball went in and made a box for that batter. That box sticks with them for their entire career. So if they change their stance, they stand up a little straighter, they go down a little farther, they 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 move their 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 uh, left shoulder in, their inside shoulder in a little bit. That box doesn't change. So that box is not really what you're seeing. Now, it may be on the left and the right because they're taking a look at the outside corners of the plate. But on the up and down of the batter of the of the strike zone, that changes with each batter as they play. They cannot take a picture at the beginning of a player's career and expect that 12 years later for a term player that's been on there, it's going to be the same strike zone. That's one of the fallacies right now of what you're watching on television. That came out in one of the depositions uh, with regards to the couple of the umpires that have been suing Major League Baseball recently. It's not a matter of that they're missing balls and strikes. It's a matter of they're still working off the same strike zone that this guy had when he was 18 years old and went to rookie camp. 
Secondly, well, and that was okay. The, the other way, the other way that you can do it, and they talked about this years ago, was trying to put electronics in the uniform. Now, how many player is players are going to pull their their uniform, their their jersey, just a little up or a little down? Which way do you think they're going to do right before they step in the batter's box? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's going to be the 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 point where. You know, they, it, I watch Willie Geis every morning on on uh, Sunday mornings, and I love his different things that he has on the the robot takeover of the world. He has this funny segment just about every other week, you know. And I look at that, and and I, I look at I, you know, let's just put a robot behind the plate. I mean, you know, how much fun is it going to be kicking lime onto the onto the onto the tungsten legs of a robot? It's just not going to work. It's not going to be happy. I like the human element. I want the human element to remain. Uh, we'll work with getting umpires better on calling balls and strikes. But the bottom line is arguing balls and strikes, looking at balls and strikes is a part of the game. I want it to remain a part of the game. I want uh, I want people coming out. I want people getting tossed for questioning it. I want managers coming out and kicking lime on the, on the shins of umpires. Uh, Earl Weaver, God love him. Let's get him back. Casey Stingle. All these guys, let's bring them back. Let's make baseball fun again when you disagree with it. Kick some dirt on an umpire. Throw second base into the outfield. Go ahead. Let's let's pick some emotion back into the game. Let's stick with the <laughs> with the players on the field. Let's stick with the umpires that are calling the game. There. Well, you make a, a lot. There, my. Well, you make a lot of. You make a lot of good, valid points, and many, and I agree with those points about the box being taken when they're in rookie camp or rookie uh, in the big leagues. That's part of what I think the technology still got a long way to go. Uh, that you got to be able to change that. You know, certainly maybe not daily, but monthly, perhaps. I mean, in the world of technology today. Uh, if you're going to get to this, you'd have to have that ability to all, almost change it into any because, you know, if it's uh, late in the ball game, some batters will crowd the plate trying to make sure to, you know, put the pressure on the pitcher to miss the strike zone. So, I mean, there's lots of technology that has yet to be done, which is why this is not going to happen in 2022, probably not 2023. And, and it may not ever happen, but I think if it does happen, it's going to be a long way because they're testing it in the low A Southeast League right now, and it's it's getting mixed reviews. Few people saying, "Hey, it's good." Few people saying, "Ah, we, we're not sure about this technology." So, and then they're going really to have to trust. They're going to have to. They're going to have to. They're going to have to. You really want the Terminator with that magnetic eye looking behind what, the plate? That's not what they're going to do. That's and, not and going. What, it is a ball. Well, that's not how it's going to work. That's you are out. That's not how it's going to work, but I'm just saying that uh, I, I just think you'd have to test it at the AAA level. Then you'd have to even take it into spring training where you got real major league pitchers throwing the breaking balls that they throw. Uh, I mean, it's a long way from happening. I'm all for it if it makes if it makes for more accuracy. Now, the flip side of that, Rick, would be what you said: be a little stricter on grading cars if they can't hit a certain percentage of correct calls they don't call the plate no more or you get it up that can make the correct amount of calls or whatever that percentage would be it's it's arguable just like many things in baseball are and uh you know it's just gonna be can fun to actually, see how this develops in the next several years 
can you actually see Earl Weaver running out of the dugout and running over to the computer screen on the laptop that is controlling the box and poking his finger into the chest of the box? No, I want him running <laughs> out and I want him poking right into that chest protector, yelling at the umpire, calling okay, him names, getting tossed and kicking dirt up on his on his shins. That's what I want in my baseball game. Okay, I agree with that, but I want an umpire, and, I, and I'm not exaggerating here. I want an umpire that's not missing 25 to 30 pitches per game. Okay, okay. because if you count both sides, you got roughly 250 pitches in a game, roughly. Now, you know, extra innings, that changes, and you get a little less than that in a one nothing game, okay? But I, there's got to find a watermark that, okay, you can't miss 30 pitches a game. You got to miss six, seven, eight, or nine of them. That's my point. We agree right. on that. We agree on that part of it that we need. We do need the umpires who have the better eyes are the ones that need to be behind the plate. Yeah, well, we'll see. Well, hey, Rick, we're at the end of August. Uh, pennant races, wild card spot races. Your Cincinnati Redlegs are in the hut. They can keep playing some baseball. I think it's going to be a fun next four or five weeks in Major League Baseball, and I think the postseason will be exciting. I think we're going to have two award winners from Cincinnati. I think Joey Votto is making a strong play for MVP. Uh, and I think Jason Israel is, is the rookie of the year. I mean, th- these kid, these guys are playing strong. Uh, uh, Votto is uh, – you, you and I talked about how Votto changed. He actually gave an interview after after that podcast that we had about when he got benched last year, he got sat on the sat on the deck for for on the on the pine for for three games because he just wasn't hitting, and rather than sitting on the bench and pouting, he sat on the bench and watched everybody swing, and went back and started saying, you know, I gotta I gotta change my swing. And it took him Most, nearly a year to get where it was, and that's why suddenly he's got what nineteen home runs in twenty nine games. Well, most hitters mo- run. Most good hitters change their swing a whole lot more than people realize. Realize. I mean, it's a it's a it's an everyday work in progress. It's very hard to hit a baseball. We know that. Very difficult. And, and you know, three out of ten times you're in the Hall of Fame. No other sport as that watermark. So uh, I, I tip my hat to Votto for making the adjustments. And it's, and it's why he's still playing baseball and going to play for a while. Hey, Rick, before we get out of here, tell folks how they can get a hold of your award-winning work. You're an author. A lot of your books and, and publications are in the political arena, but you got a lot of sports flavor in there as well. Jump onto Amazon, go to the Rick Robinson author page and buy away. Buy two copies. <laughs> buy one for your friends. Oh, yeah. Get some early Christmas presents. I don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to say Christmas in August, but buy a couple of books. And for that person that brings you the gift and you didn't have anything, you give them a book from Rick Robinson. Hey, Rick, let's uh, do this again next week. Uh, Chin music as we talk Major League Baseball here on Talking Sports with TK. You have a wonderful weekend, sir. And you do the same, Tommy. Talk to you next week. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.